Has anybody ever told you that you are too much or that you need to tone it down? Welcome to the story of my life. My name is Ina Koveni. I'm a business coach and I specialize in monetizing tiny audiences. I'm also the host of the Global Phenomenon Podcast, where I interview the top coaches in the world for their true startup story. And last week, I, I, I was at a crossroads in my life. And the crossroads was, should I apply to be a speaker at the Powerhouse Women Conference by Lindsay Schwartz. If you would like to hear Lindsay's true startup story, she's episode 203 of this podcast. And she's just an amazing person. I got to spend some time with her in the Powerhouse Retreat back in February, completely life-changing. So anyway, she put out this opportunity for two attendees to speak on the stage for five minutes about their Powerhouse moment. And... (laughs) For me, this is a huge deal because, you know, this is not my first time speaking on stage, but it would be the first time that I would get to meet and speak on the same stage as one of my complete heroes, the first global phenomenon I ever encountered, Amy Porterfield. Um, When that opportunity came up, I found out Amy Porterfield was going to be a keynote speaker back in February when I was at the retreat for Powerhouse Women. And immediately I said, okay, I need to be there, I need to be there, I need to be there, I need to do this, right? And the submission process is you get to create a reel where for 90 seconds you get to explain what your powerhouse moment was. And, um, you know, I thought I was going to do it, but then I started to lose a little bit of steam, mostly because I thought I would have written a book by the time the conference came around. That was a big goal that I had for this year and the energy around it never fizzled. My drive never fizzled, but my, uh, I, I had allowed the process of creating the book to kind of cement that I was gonna do it. And when that process didn't come to fruition because it required a certain level of investment on my part, when that money didn't materialize, when I did not put my investment behind that opportunity, then I started to get discouraged. And I started to feel like, well, if I didn't write the book, which was really my goal, then that means that I don't really have anything to show for it. I don't have anything to show for all these months being in the powerhouse woman community. I I don't have a sappy story. I don't have an emotional story that is going to pull at people's heartstrings. And really, that's, that's what people connect with. They connect with story. And I've always thought of myself as someone who doesn't have a story. Like, I mean, I'm like, so what? I was in corporate. So what? I have an extremely privileged situation, right? Where if my business doesn't do well, where my husband has a full-time job and he can pay the bills, right? I just felt like, my story was not worth hearing and it was not worth telling because I could not find a single thing in my story that people could relate to, especially a powerhouse woman community. So I started to lose momentum. I really thought that if I could write a book in three months, then that would be something to talk about, right? So I had all of these wires crossed in my head. So as the time got closer, I just started to convince myself that maybe I shouldn't do it. And then I went away on a retreat with Brock Johnson, who is episode 205 of this podcast. Brock Johnson is a 
an amazing Reels and Instagram coach and strategist. He has over 600,000 followers, uh, and I've been following him for a while. I love the man. He and his wife, Taylor, are just the most quality people in the world. So when he promoted a weekend, it was more like a summer camp, (laughs) right? And I got to meet so many great people, but there was something that you could tell in the room. And actually, Brock kind of called it out on the very first day. He raised his hand. He said, who here is an extrovert? He raised his hand. Taylor kept her hand down. And only me and one other woman raised our hand saying we were extroverts. The rest of the room, the other 10 people in the room were introverts. Now, there's nothing wrong with being an introvert. But let's just say my energy when I'm with you in person is just like the energy that you see me have online, right? I am smiley and 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 just just like exploding with energy. One of the biggest compliments that I get is I love your energy because it's just, you know, it's bubbly. It's, it's just out there. So in a room full of people who normally shy away from catching the spotlight, right, from getting too much attention drawn to themselves, right, I really stuck out like a sore thumb. So there's, I mean, if I had been an introvert, I would have felt like I was right at home. But as somebody who like explodes with energy every minute, I started to feel really self-conscious because people around me were not used to kind of even trying to match my energy. They were they were doing their own thing. They had their own energy to, to match, right? I started to feel embarrassed of being so out there. I was the one where you know, the, Brock would ask a question. I'm the one raising my hand the fastest. I'm the one rushing to sit in the front while other people want to sit in the back. Other people were like wishing there was a back row to sit at. I'm here sitting in the front, right? I'm here whenever I saw an opportunity, I would throw a joke in there to make the room laugh, to make everybody kind of like, hey, let's let's all like heighten our spirits. Let's all be up here. And by the end, Um, I had one person come up to me and tell me, oh, I'm so glad that you were here uh, because you got to balance out the energy. And at first I thought, like, oh, that's a great compliment. Um, And then they said, which I'm sure they meant nothing by it, but this is all about how it landed with me. Then they said, you know, if there had been too many of you, that would have been too much. But I think this was just, just enough. And that just took the air out of me. I was like, there it is. I was too much, wasn't I? It was too much all at once. And when I came home, having made incredible friends, even that person who was really trying to pay me a compliment, uh, you know, we are friends. We we are friendly. We, we help each other out. Now we're in this like mastermind together where we're really helping each other out. Uh, and I made some amazing connections. I came home feeling like, Ina, you were too much. You were. You really needed to read the room. You really needed to tone it down. Why do you go doing these things? Why do you have to bring so much attention to yourself? And I was deflated. It took me a few days to really 
can I get back to my normal level of activity, to my normal level of wanting to work and wanting to do all these things that I do and, and the Facebook group and in my Instagram account, like it took me a few days to really come back up because I was, I was trying to stay as small and as hidden as possible to kind of shake off that feeling that I was just way too much in that room. So unfortunately, the deadline for applying to Powerhouse Women was that following Friday. I came back home on Monday, at the end of the day, Monday. I had a house to clean because I left two boys and a husband to fend for themselves for a few days. So I had a house to clean. I had laundry to do. I just focused on that. I'm just going to look down. I'm not going to show up. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to shake off this feeling. And then one really good friend of mine, her name is Elisa Smith, and I am interviewing her for this podcast. You'll actually get to hear Elisa's story very soon. Elisa Smith, she's going to Powerhouse Women, and she told me, hey, we are applying for this, right? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> to tell you the truth, like if Elisa ever gets to hear this, this is kind of, Elisa, this is kind of how our conversations went. You would send me a text message because you sent me a few. You did not just send me one. You sent me one when you first found out. You sent me another one whenever you would remember that we had to do this. And now you were sending me another one this week. You did not let go. You knew that this was something we were meant to do. And I, every time you sent me a message, I would probably type with my thumbs, I would sit down and type a paragraph about how I did not feel in alignment with it. And after I would reread the paragraph to make sure that I'm not, you know, being rude or that I'm not being like, oh, this is not for me or that, you know, just to make sure I read it right. Every time I would read it, I would ask myself, why aren't you applying? <laughs> you have all of these great excuses. Why aren't you applying? Like, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? So I would erase that entire paragraph and I would just respond to whatever would placate Elisa, right? I would respond with, sure, sounds great, <laughs> right? But never actually making a plan, never setting a next step, right? It got to the point that Elisa was like, Ina, can you just help me with mine then? She's <laughs> like, I need your help with mine. So can you just help me with my with my reel, with my story? And I'm like, oh, like, this is ridiculous. Why am I not doing this? So I responded back that final week and I said, doesn't it make more sense for us to do this together? And then that way you can give me feedback on mine, right? It was like, I'm here going through the motions. I'm still hoping this is not going to happen. But Elisa... The life strategist that she is set up a strategy. She said, okay, when can we meet? Let's do this. Okay, I guess I could do Wednesday after. I'm still hoping this is not going to happen. So we got together and she asked me, okay, so what, what is your story? What, what is the thing? And I'm like, well, I have the seedling of an idea. And I ended up telling her the entire story, the story of how when I was in corporate, uh, it was my very first job, and my manager came down and told me that the the leaders of the organization, I, I used to work for the computer labs at UMass, and my lab manager came to tell me, hey, so the the bosses are asking me to talk to you. I'm like, oh, what about? Because you seem to be a little bit, like, overzealous. And I'm like, overzealous? Like, you know, I, I, 
admittedly, this was like my second, my first year, second year in the US, right? Speaking like fluently every single day. I'm like, over, like, what do you mean overzealous? He's like, yeah, like those suggestions that you've been making and the emails you've been sending me and the suggestions for the management, like, kinda, you don't have to do that. Like, you know, you can tone it down a little bit. And I, I legit had to go back to my dorm room and look up the word overzealous in the dictionary because I still didn't understand what he meant. I'm like, are you telling me that people don't want people who make suggestions, who are enthusiastic about their job, who are showing leadership traits? Did you just want somebody to just come and do their job and collect a paycheck? It didn't make any sense to me. So it became a pattern in my work life where I was performing great because I know what I'm doing. And the only feedback that I would get every year is, you know, you just need to match the communication style of people around you. Meaning that the men in the IT world that I was working in did not appreciate me telling them what to do. I was a project manager. That was my job. They didn't like it. They don't like a woman telling them what to do. So I just kept taking that as feedback. I'm like, okay, I need to improve my communication skills, right? And it just kept going. There was one instance where my boss, oh, my boss, we were on our way to dinner. We were actually offsite. He, I was visiting, um, you know, somewhere in middle America, right, where, where our headquarters was. And he was taking me and the other team members out for dinner. It was, it was a small dinner, like just four of us. Um, and there was one girl who came from Boston with me, and then him and another person who was a girl's manager, like the four of us went out to dinner. So on the way from the office to the restaurant, he was, I was following him, and there was traffic. We were still moving, but you know, it was very dense. And I noticed that he got stuck behind the truck, right? We were in the middle lane, and there was a truck in front of us, and we could see, like the girl next to me and I could see that the cars on either lane kept on going, right? Like we could see that we were definitely not moving while all the other lanes were. So I took it upon myself to move over to the left lane and leave enough room in front of me for my boss to realize that, hey, I'm letting you off, you know, I'm letting you out of behind this truck, right? And I'm here, I move to the left lane, and I'm, I'm just behind my boss waiting for him to take that opportunity and move to, the, move to the left with me and keep going so I could keep following him. But he's not moving. I see that he's not moving, and I don't understand why. I keep waiting. And at this point, the people are starting to get mad behind me because there is traffic and I'm leaving a huge space between me and the person in front of me, right? And he's not moving and he's not moving. After a minute of this, I just passed him and went on to the restaurant and we met up there. So I get out of the car and I look at him with my arms wide open, like, why didn't you take it? Why didn't you get in front of me? I was opening up room for you. And he has said to me, what you were trying to do is to control me. And I was speechless. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, that's all you like to do. You just like to be the boss and you like to control people. And I, 
I was beside myself. I could not understand this stubborn man's attitude of not wanting to even take that kind of help from a woman. And I'm telling you, it was something that stuck with me to this day. I don't remember a lot from my life in corporate, but I remember that story. So I told Elisa in my conversation with her of my story, and I was telling her about how I really didn't want to record this reel. I finally confessed to her, I don't want to do this because the people in the retreat who just got an overload of Ina energy, now they're going to see this reel. And they're going to cement myself in their minds as this girl is just way too much. This girl needs to tone it down. And I was crying. I started to like sob with Elisa on the line and Elisa just so lovingly holding space for me. And I'm just like crying my eyes out about why is it I can't catch a break? Why? Why is it that? I can't just be me because people will judge it. You know, it's, and she was like, well, that's your story. (laughs) That's it. That is it. So I ended up writing a draft of it and recording the reel and putting it out there on Friday. And as of right now, that reel has over 250 likes and over 250 comments. Now, full transparency, I have been responding to every comment. So let's say that it's about half of that, 175 people commenting. 175? 75? 75 plus 75 is 150? What am I missing? 125. Thank you, all of you doing the mental math for me. 125 people commenting, right? And I did this weekend, I sent them all a story with an inspirational message to help them move forward as a thank you for doing that for me. And as of right now, that reel is inching towards having 2,000 views. All of those comments, all of those likes from really like the heart, a heartfelt place that all these people came out to support me, even with the small audience that I have, you guys. This reel is now the most viewed liked and commented real of all of the submissions to the powerhouse women conference and i am still like i'm still in awe that with a small audience that something like that is possible and how many people related to that too much too much experience but i'm gonna tell you one thing that i took away from all of this and that is that yes i may be too much i may have way too much energy. I may have too big a goal in my life. I may be too ambitious. I may be too much for all these people. But when I was in that room with the introverts and I started to feel like like I was too much, I started to realize how lucky I am to have people in my life like Elisa to tell me hey, you are too much and I love you for it and I don't expect anything less from you. And there are people like that like all over in my life. There are people that I talk to every single day who remind me of that, that my goals are worthy, that I can make it and that I have no choice but to do what I do. 
people like Marielle Silvette. She was episode 19 of this podcast. Like Jen Hemphill. She is the host of Her Dinero Matters, Matters podcast. Her Dinero Matters podcast. She was episode 15 of this podcast. These are people that I talk to every single day. Trisha Camacho. Elizabeth Stiles from the UK. These are people that I talk to every single day. And every day they push me forward. And I just started to imagine. I had that feeling back this weekend. What must it be like for people out there to not have someone in their life who tells them that they can do this every single day? If I didn't have my group of entrepreneurs, if I didn't have my business besties, I would not apply to Powerhouse Woman. I would not feel like I even dare to be on that stage. I would not show up and tell you this story. I would not have a podcast. I would not have a, a thriving Instagram account. I would not be hosting a five-day challenge next week. I only do these things because I have a community around me and I finally understood what that means. That community is how we thrive. It's not that that doesn't mean growing an audience is how we thrive. I know a lot of you because I used to be like this. Growing a community sounds to us like growing an audience. Not true. That's not what that means. What it means is to have people around you who are going to keep pushing you forward, even when you don't feel like it, especially when you don't feel like it. So I did want to tell you this, that if you are one of those people or you're looking for that immediate group of business friends, come over to the Coaches Helping Coaches Facebook group. The link is always in the notes, but you can always go to theglobalphenomenon.com slash Facebook. Come into the group and ask. Just put up a post and say, hi, my name is Ina. That's just me. That's my name. Use your own name. My name is Ina, and I've been looking for a group of women that can keep me accountable every day. Who has been looking for that group? Let's start a Voxer group together. Do that. Get your group of business besties that you're going to be catching up with every day that are going to tell you, hey, I know that you don't feel like applying for this opportunity, but that opportunity is meant for you and you got to do it. When can we sit down so you can get that done? That's what community does for you. I would not be able to do any of these things if it wasn't because I have a community around me helping me realize my potential. And I need that reminder every day. If somebody like me, extroverted, not afraid to be on camera, uh, not afraid to give my message out loud, if somebody like me has weeks where I'm like, I am too much, I should not show up, I can't even imagine what it must be like for you out there if you don't have those people telling you that you can do this and telling you every day that you're doing the right thing. So let us be that group. Head over to the Facebook group. Go to theglobalphenomenon.com slash Facebook or click on the link in the show notes right now. And by the way, I created a deep link in that Facebook link, in the Facebook group link, so that if you click on it on your phone, it will take you straight to the Facebook app if you have it installed. It's not going to take you to a browser where you have to log into Facebook. Who needs that stuff? 
If you click on that link or go to theglobalphenomenon.com slash Facebook, it's going to take you straight to the app, straight to the Coaches Helping Coaches Facebook group. Just click on join. Make sure that you answer the membership questions because you bet I'm going to be adding you to the mailing list so that you can hear what else is going on in this community and how you can make the most out of it. We even have opportunities to for you to be an expert in the community and pitch your stuff in there. We have opportunities like that. And I want to send you all about that. So make sure that you don't miss entering your email address when you sign up for the group. So I really hope that this resonated with you. This was a topic that was, it consumed me emotionally all of last week. And I can only hope that this helps someone out there and that it that you take me up on this invitation to start creating your own BFF, Business Besties Group. That's not what BFF stands for. <laughs> your Business Besties Group. And come to the Facebook group, ask for it, and start creating that group because without it, I don't know where I would be. Thank you so much for listening this far. And just remember, you might have been told that you're too much. You might have been told that you need to tone it down. But I'm here to tell you, as much as that, as much as that hurts and it stops you from continuing to move forward, you're going to need people to remind you that we need you to be too much every day. I want to remind you, I need you to be too much every day because that's what your audience is going to admire about you. That's what they're going to be looking to you for guidance about. And you can be too much. And it's the least we expect from you. Okay? Are we ready to tackle this week with too much energy? Amazing. I'll see you inside the Facebook group.